Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. God, that was a nice <laughs> is it way happy to start. Tuesday? Well, it is a happy Tuesday. I had a great weekend, but I have just had an email from the school to say... There's head lice going around. So oh maybe when I go to pick oh the kids God. up, it won't be a happy Tuesday. Do you want me to remind you that we moved house when we had head lice and they came with us to the new house? It's like the unwanted house guests that never fucked off. Oh, don't. I just, I haven't had it before. How? Well, I have. I remember having supernits in our house when I was oh, about 10. Oh, the supernits. And my mum actually yeah. let me get highlights because someone said that it might kill them. Because I, I honestly, I think I had them for a year. Like, honestly, <laughs> I think what? I had them for a year. We could not get rid of them. Like, Jesus. Could, couldn't. So no. since then, my only experience is via you. Yeah. Well, in my, in my, in my cupboard, I've still got about four of the head lice shampoos. Oh. One of them in particular worked, was the final one. So I'll just send you that photograph. Wait, and you can yeah, just order a lot what, from Amazon. I'm going to order some right now if you tell me what it's called. Well, tell me after. Send, send me a yeah, link Yeah, I will. I will. I need to remind myself. I don't want to go back there, George, to be honest with you, when it was like, I literally thought that, that all five of us got them, even oh, Dos. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's yeah. not just exclusive to kids. Oh my God, and I'm going to see you this week. And then maybe I'm going to give them back to you. Shut the fuck up. I'm not going to see you if you've got them. <laughs> good. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh no, but you'll be okay because you're going to wear a slick bun. So will I. So maybe Fine. they won't jump around then. How oh are you? God. How are you? Apart from imminent head lice that you might catch from I'm me. I'm fine. I'm fine. I um, How am I? I'm good. I had a really nice weekend because Doz is on this 75 days hard thing where he's not drinking um he's exercising twice a day he's kind of reading 10 pages of non-fiction a night he's on this no sugar diet thing and so I've kind of I know that my happiness is not through dozer but I've got a really happy husband and it does make my life a bit easier when he's really present really great with the kids his moods are really stable and I just feel like we've got a bit of a a happier house yeah there's just not so many ups and downs Mm. Um, which is great. And it's just lovely to see him focused. I think 100% needs, he doesn't do well on the booze. I think I've spoken about this before. He's, yeah. a, he's a bit of a lousy drunk. Like he has five or six beers and then he, he just 
turns into a bit of a shit bloke. It's quite nice that he's not drinking at the moment. I, I like it. Do you think he'd ever just Makes give up? I think he's contemplating it. Yeah. In fact, so many people I know have just I know. stopped drinking. That's what I was going to say. That's why I asked. Mm. Yeah. It seems to... Do you know what as well? I kind of feel like in across of all different circles actually a lot of people are just like oh, do you know what I just don't enjoy it like I just don't enjoy it anymore and I what, just having the odd glass of wine or getting drunk you mean no like having too much like I definitely still enjoy having like I, as you know I like a glass of champagne I love, mm, love having it. a glass of champagne love it maybe two but I don't enjoy now having much more than that like I kind of yeah. just don't like the icky feeling. Even even when you have three, it affects, well, even probably when you have two, it affects your sleep. But yeah, I don't know. I just see so many people mm. just like giving it up. And obviously I know it's January and like, you know, obviously lots of people doing that. Um, but yeah, I just wonder, is it like- It's interesting. Yeah. Is it going to be a yeah. thing where people just don't drink anymore? Like people don't really smoke anymore. Is that going to happen? We went to some friends on Friday night and they're like mm. our best mates. And we normally stay up in the kitchen until like three o'clock in the morning, drinking mm. and dancing and acting like idiots. And Dozel went to bed at 10. Wow. Our other mate went to bed at 11. And me and SJ just stayed up till midnight and had, you know, three glasses of red wine, then went to bed. It was, yeah. it was actually really lovely to wake up on Saturday and feel quite wholesome and yeah. had a lovely day with the kids. And I wasn't grumpy. I wasn't hungover, you know. So I don't know. I think maybe just... It's definitely good for Dawes. I can hand in the air to say that I'm not going to be giving up drinking, but maybe it's just about looking at what it looks like in our lives yeah. rather than doing these like binges on Friday nights, which yeah, is what we were doing last yeah. year. That's what I said to mm. James. I'm, I probably will never like just not drink at all because I still, I, I enjoy it. It's not really a problem for me. You know, like I enjoy mm. it, but I'm going to have the drinks that I really love rather than just the ones that you're just having for the sake of it. You know, 100%, like, I'm with when you. you. I don't know. Like, just even stuff like when you go to a school fair and you have a, I don't know, a glass of Prosecco in a plastic cup, right? What's the point? Like, what is, for me, what's the point? I don't want it. Like, I'm just doing it because it's what you do. I'm only going to have the mm. drinks that I really like, savor and like enjoy now rather than all I the love this, random ones. I mean, not that I'll I'm remind you of this of in random, a couple of months. Random drinks that often. <laughs> but, yeah, do you know what I mean? Anyway, cool. We're a Let's see how that goes. Cliche with this opening, aren't we? There is something that I want to talk about on the podcast yeah. today, and I wanted to get your view on it because obviously you've got an older boy, and yeah. mine is five. So yeah. I wanted to get your advice on it. Kit has just discovered his penis, and we're getting so much. Look at my willy. Look at my hard willy. Look what oh, I'm doing with my willy. God. He keeps showing us his butthole. Yeah. I don't want to see his bumhole anymore. And he like walks out and shows us all the time. And I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know whether to not react because it is, it is quite funny. The girls howl with laughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that like, obviously men just love their penises, don't they? So I imagine this is just the beginning of his lifelong obsession with his willy. But I don't know what you did, whether you kind of said, oh, Kit, like, don't want to see that or whether you just ignored it or what do I do? So I would say, this is so funny because Axel and Gigi had a sleepover on Saturday night and Axel, he, the, the friend he had over is actually 11 and in secondary school. Okay. <laughs> and G, the little girl who came over for Gigi is actually a year older than Axel, but we're family friends and they, you know, they get on like that. Yeah, lovely. And, um... It's really funny to see the difference. Like Axel is still very much like 
look at my bum hole, look at, you know, right. my willy. He has no, like, sh- like he, he's just got, he's not going to hide it. Like, no filter you know, around no it. No filter. Yeah. In fact, no. my dad bought at um, James one, you know those things that you, like basically old people have under their bed where they wee into a plastic bottle do you know what i mean you know what i mean oh my god i did not know you were gonna say my that. dad had a bedpan. Brought, a bedpan my dad had brought james one of those as a bit of a joke because he's he used what? to wee in corners and like all this stuff anyway on saturday he'd given it to him as a joke and then axel was like wow what's that and i said what it was anyway I heard all this commotion upstairs and Axel was standing in his bedroom in front of the, you know, the girls, his friend, just weeing in this bottle. (laughs) And I was like, oh, for God's sake. And then he was like, I'm going to try and poo in it. And I was like, no, 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 you're not. But I do think he he doesn't do those things so much when he hasn't got an audience. Okay, (laughs) And I do think that boys thrive on that like oh look at me this is funny ha 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 I'm the clown you know like and I think this I think the best thing to do is to ignore it because it's kind of harmless like it's sort of harmless harmless, it is harmless isn't it it's only not harmless when they're you know in secondary school and they'll probably get in trouble like if they did that in front of some girls but I just think right now it's not and I just I don't know. I just think it's all right, Zoe. I just... But okay. that, that's what I was going to say. But the girl who's Axel's age, well, a year older than Axel, actually, her and Gigi were having a bath and I was very... Like, it was noticeable that she didn't want... I don't think she even wanted me to see her get unchanged and get in the bath. Yep. And, yep. you know, she was... at that point, you have to respect what they want yeah, and course. I completely understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, And so, like, I, yeah. was, and I was... And I sort of thought, oh, my God, Axel is so different and is that a girl boy thing where he's literally just weeing in front of all of you like I don't know what it is like it, it <laughs> was just really it was just really funny like just to see like wow like two complete similar age but so different yeah. in terms of like how they how they show off their bodies yeah so maybe it's just a case of saying I just keep saying to Kit I'm just like look no one wants to see your butthole and yeah. then he then I say butthole and then he howls with laughter yeah, that's the funniest thing yeah. I'm like look no one wants to see that but I think he's just discovering it all you know yeah. it's like he he's just discovered how he can you know make everything out on show and I'm yeah. a bit like god I just don't want to see that kid's bum hole any law no. I just don't I'm yeah sorry. I mean it's <laughs> pretty rank for all of us isn't it <laughs> I just think <laughs> maybe I maybe I just skim, skim over it and just say look if you want to do that yeah you just do don't make a big deal of it and then Okay. If he's still doing it in five years' time, then maybe, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> I keep to saying to Dodds, I'm like, in. where do you think he's got this obsession from? <laughs> okay, I'm just, that's all I'm going, I'm just going to leave it right there. Um, oh, right, we need to get into today's conversation because what a beautiful chat with somebody that we've had on the podcast um, before. We haven't had a conversation with her for a couple of years. Her life has rapidly moved on. She's got a hugely successful podcast. They went on a massive tour, George. You, you saw them last I year, didn't did, you? I did, yeah. Uh, she's also working really closely with David Lloyd, um, the gym, the the chain of gym, gyms that we have here in the UK on literally carving in time in your diary to do nothing. And when you look at this person on Instagram, mm. you're like, she must be flat out from from morning till till night. But it was really a fascinating conversation that she's kind of come around to that she actually schedules time in to just sit there and do sweet F.A., 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Something that we can all take away from this podcast is it's okay to do nothing. I mean, I'm saying this mm. as that makes me feel really uncomfortable. But <laughs> no, we've got to do it, George. <laughs> no, but I, I took away a lot from this podcast. And again, like we did touch on, you know, scheduling time to do nothing. But we also touched on a lot of serious topics as well, like controlling relationships. Yeah. Just one of those conversations and a guest that... I just think every time we talk to her, we get something completely different and I just absolutely mm. loved it. Yeah, me too. George, let's get into it. Who are we talking to today? I mean, I think you probably guessed from the fact that her podcast went on such a big tour last year, but we are chatting to Anna Williamson. I don't really know where to start with this intro because there's so many strings to this incredible lady's bow, but here we go. Best-selling author, I mean, that... Just for, wow. a, just for a beginning of an intro, wow. Uh, coach and therapist. She's presenter of uh, Celebs Go Dating. She's also one half of one of our favourite podcasts, uh, Luana. Uh, we're chatting to her for the second time. You've been on a couple of years ago, I think, but there's been so much that's happened in your life since then, so we can't wait to get into this chat. Please welcome Anna Williamson to the podcast. Yes! Yay! Yay! Honestly, without a doubt, this is it's so lovely, truly, to be on your incredible podcast but also being back with good friends so uh yeah we've been reunited reunited on pod we have come on and we're here for it how are you how's your morning been it's been good thanks my love yeah it's been good you know it's it's freezing uh, I'm not here for that, um, but no. it's sunny, so I think we can be grateful for that. I mean, I am that annoying person at this time of year that um, I genuinely love January, um, and I am, I am little Miss Positive. I know, I love January. It's Guys, I'm a life coach, you know. <laughs> if I didn't enjoy the start of something fresh and new with a fresh horizon ahead of us, uh, I would be a fraud. <laughs> uh, but I quite like January. Yeah, I'm quite perky this morning, although I've had a little flare-up of my blepharitis. Which, oh, uh, what's blepharitis? Well, it's like blocked oil ducts in your eye. And I have to milk my eyes. Oh, oh God. How do you do that? With like the tiny, God. they're like teeny, teeny, teeny nipples in there. Little teeny, teeny eye nipples. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I actually randomly started talking about this on, on our podcast and then on Instagram thinking I was the only one. It turns out blepharitis is a thing, inundated by people going, oh, I've had a bit of bleffy for years. It's you can't see it. I no, don't well, know what that is. It's why I've got my glasses on, but my eye puffs out. Oh. It's basically your like, your oil ducts around your eye block and it's really itchy and really hot and then my oh, eye like no. blows out like someone's punched me in the eye but then you have to use heat pads and then you use your finger basically once you've it's like did you know the oil ducts in your eye so boring uh but the oil ducts <laughs> please in your don't eye, switch off anyone listening no no please then you'll get better i promise <laughs> um it's like butter right so you have to like get heat on them to then melt the oil and then wow. you use your finger and wipe up and wipe down to like milk your eye of your oil. Yeah. It's wow. And there's me putting like fr- the ice th- globes on my eyes every morning, but then I'm just freezing the milk ducts. Well, no, but if you didn't have bleffy, then that's oh, fine. fine. So I, I do sort of, as you say, you need to have the old cold on as well, just to give, you know, just to help, help, help me out my old crow's feet. Do you know what I How mean? How long so would the old bleffy you know. last? How long can we expect you to have a gammy eye for? Well, I think, I think my next move probably is the face of blepharitis. I think I'm here for. <laughs> Ooh, that's here for a good one world. to go for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact it's better than last year when I got bitten by ticks, and for a moment I thought I could be the new face of Lyme's disease, along with um. 
What's her name? Oh my Someone god! Oh yeah, um, writing. Gigi Hadid. Yeah, that's it. Or no, the sister Bella. Which <laughs> one is it? Bella one Hadid. Of the, Bella Hadid. Yeah, that's it. Poor oh old Bella. I don't, but I don't have Lyme's disease, so that's okay. That's, fine. That's good. News. Good. 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 Good and bad. You've missed out on a campaign. <laughs> good point, George. Now, the last time we chatted to you, um, well, so much stuff has happened in your world. Firstly, congratulations on your podcast. You're absolutely smashing it. But like, Georgia went to see you. I and did. You'd sold out the Palladium. I was like, "How the fuck have you got tickets?" Because no you know they so, they sold out so quickly. But congratulations! How has it been? Bit of a whirlwind. Oh, that's really really kind. Um, and it, it, honestly, the fact that I'm still speechless about it is genuinely speechless. And Louisa and I, um, we gen- we did a we did a national tour, which was much more small scale. We were kind of doing sort of four hundred seater venues up and down the country. And then towards the end of it, we were like, well, we seem to have a lot of people down south, um, you know, London based that kind of still want to come. Maybe we should do another London gig. And it started as a joke. I kid you not, literally a joke as we're just sitting there having some lunch going, imagine if we did the London Palladium, like the biggest theatre in the UK sort of thing. Prestigious. And then it turned into then suddenly it were like stopped laughing. We're like, what wonder how much London Palladium is actually to hire out because neither of us are talented enough to ever be on the London Palladium stage in our own right um, so then it became a bit of a running joke with our listeners that um hey you know what let's let's see if we can do this ourselves and see if it pays off and then begged everyone to buy tickets so we didn't essentially go bankrupt and weirdly it paid off and we've uh, yes. yeah, we sold out four nights and we've got another one coming up in in March which is also sold out so we're very grateful we're very humbled truly that's not just a you know Pompsy, you know, PR line. We are yeah. so humbled that people seem to like what we do. Can you just that, tell me what yeah. you do on stage? What 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 does the show consist of? Because I I'm coming. Can you please squeeze me in in March? Yeah, well, I, no, I, you I, can get I, me a ticket. Well, I would. <laughs> do you know what? Honestly, so if I could, I'm, I think I'm gonna have to sell my already dead granny for this because yeah, I I I we we don't actually look after the ticket sales it's all done via the london palladium i mean they are a well-oiled machine um so we we actually don't have any control over it so i kid you not i've had to buy six of my own tickets to my own show at full face value wow um, for my family yeah i know it's and but we we genuinely don't we haven't got two seats left in the whole in the whole building that is amazing wow. that Do is you know incredible we're not i we, i obviously came to watch and I don't think I've ever been somewhere where like number one people were so drunk at the theatre, which was hilarious. Yeah. But like the co- not there for was feeling building. No, not no, I can imagine build. that. But everyone was so friendly towards each other. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the person at the front of the bar was like who wants this? Let's just get, let's get the drinks out. Let's line them up. You know, like everyone's chatting. Everyone had this real sense of like community. It was like incredible, yeah. like really incredible. Like a cult thank, in thank a good you. way. Thank, well, yeah, that's, that's a good cult. Our, our, a good our, cult. Our boss um, described it as um, a, a riot mixed with a Hindu. And I think that's probably quite a good description. Um, but it's, it's, I think what's, what's, um, what's wonderful is it's tapped into this, as you say, Jean, this community of people and it, 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 it was predominantly women, but actually we're finding a load of men now. Our man fans are coming on board, which is lovely, you know, wanting to join in, wanting to find out a lot more about what we think is women, but also very much part of, of, uh, of the chat and the narrative and, you know, telling us what's going on in their lives. And I think we sort of stumbled on this 
this sort of sweet spot in life of everyone just wants to get off that treadmill, we've realised, just for a couple of hours, whatever that yeah. treadmill of their life is. And this sort of brings us on to, to the David Lloyd Clubs campaign I'm doing a little bit in a bit. But I think I can identify with this. And Louisa and, and Imogen, our producer, and I feel the same when we're on stage there. We get off the treadmill of our lives, even though technically it's work for us. It ain't work. We we love it. And I think, you know, family, kids, parenting, you know, we're all parents and it's frigging tiring and stressful and overwhelming relationshiping is hard life is hard cost of living like the news is hard you know just it's there's a lot going on and I think what unites everyone in our shows which we've sort of realized by one massive happy accident is that it's kind of this unapologetic permission to just you do you honey go make friends everyone's there for the same reason just to have fun and get out of the chaos and of life and have a ruddy good laugh and it's it's such a privilege being able to bring that vehicle to people mm. yeah and it just seems like everyone's having the best time ever I mean Georgia came out of it and I was like how was it and she was like it was amazing <laughs> and for Georgia to get up and be like woo, 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 it's not very Georgia but she did it that's really kind I was actually going to ask you you know when you just touched on getting off this sort of treadmill of life how do you manage all of the different hats that you wear? Because, you know, you wear your Luana hat, you wear your life coach hat, you wear your parenting hat, and probably lots of other things. How, like, how do you actually find that? Because Zara and I find all the noise in our head really difficult sometimes. Mm. Yeah, and actually to add into that, I recently just uh, got to finish a qualification in psychotherapy, which I've been trying to do for the last couple of years. But um, I think, honestly, well, it's a very... It's a very um, it's a lovely question. Um, and I, I'm not special. I'm not different to anyone else, more talented, more resilient. But um, I think really where it all stems from, actually, is when I had a mental breakdown in my 20s. And I've, you know, talk, I've talked really openly, uh, which is really the, 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 the kind of what started my whole career into talking therapies and, and psychotherapy and, and coaching. Um, because I realized that uh, we really do need to pace ourselves I need to pace myself I need to work out what works for me and mm. yeah I do have a lot of hats and at sometimes um you know the juggle is is really real you know as you say some Luana just suddenly blew off you know big time wow and what comes with that are some wonderful opportunities and it comes with a big team we now have our own production company and we have like eight people that we pay on payroll you know it's it's become a machine um but what what we do with that is balance and I'm extremely boundaried I mean I couldn't be a life coach and hopefully a, 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 an okay one, you know, unless I practice what I preach. But for me, the the absolute fundamental non-negotiable um, plan is to have boundaries in place. And, you know, I talk a lot about setting them, but I set them all the time. And people like yourselves are very kind and say, oh, God, you're so busy, you do everything. And, it, and I am. But what you don't see is when I'm not busy, which is an awful lot of time, because I'm not telling anyone or posting the times when I am actually doing what I'm doing which is often nothing because I know that if I don't do that um, I'm going to burn out I'm going to my generalized anxiety disorder is going to flare and I'm going to be a terrible mother and I'm going to be in all kinds of trouble again so it's balance and it's boundaries and the art of saying no and for me it's really good forward planning as much as I can what what happened in your 20s to trigger your your breakdown Anna um so I was hosting a kids telly show at the time uh Tunatic for ITV not that that was any cause of it I hasten to add ITV were, were, were fantastic actually as an employer in supporting me but essentially it was I was in a bad relationship I was in um, a psychologically abusive relationship it was toxic I was 25 I didn't know it was um I was sort of all 
you know, I come from a, you know, really loving, supportive family. I grew up with brothers. I'm quite a boysy family, probably, which is quite telling. I'm quite tomboyish. You know, I like guys, you know, guys were my friends. Uh, then I got into a, a particularly, I'd had really lovely boyfriends as well before that. Um, but I got into one particular relationship, which was um, very unhealthy. Um, and that really is what triggered the breakdown was being uh, psychologically abused and then kind of lost sense of self. And abusers can be very tactical in the way that they um, make you question. You know, we, we, we hear these terms gaslighting and, you know, narcissism and all these things that are all kind of phrased as jour now. But, you know, 15 years ago, that that really was my life for 10 months. And um, coercive and control. Yeah. Yes, coercively controlled. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and it was a it was a real eye opener for me. Um, and really, that's what changed my path. Really, and uh, you know, I had to go through all the emotions that that comes with that. For those listening who maybe, I think there are a lot of terms being thrown around, like gaslighting, narcissism, all of that kind of stuff. What are like? And you said you didn't really know that you were in an abusive relationship. What like? What are the things that? you sort of were experiencing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I I think it I mean gaslighting by definition is is a kind of a distorted uh view you know changing your perception on things whether they really happened or not Mm. making you question yourself um and that really was was characterized by that questioning myself I and, and I think going into that as well your gut instinct is always the correct one okay and there's a reason for that you know we have our head our heart and our gut instinct our gut instinct actually has more neurons it is more tuned in if you always listen to your gut does it really feel right or is this you know wrong because we can we can tell ourselves all kind of things my gut was telling me from the beginning that this was not this was not right um I was being uh, having my you know physical appearance criticized I was um, mm. having, I was gradually been told, you know, if you go to see your parents this weekend, well, clearly you don't love me then because you don't want to spend your weekend with me. And, you know, it's the guilt tripping. It's the, um, it's, it's sort of gradually you treading on eggshells, you know, worried about a response. There was the checking of my phone, um, and making me think that, that he had a right to check my phone because clearly I must be doing something wrong and untoward. And I knew I wasn't, but then it makes you doubt yourself and makes you question yourself. And when someone's then saying, but if you loved me, you know, it's all these kind of classic cliches and essentially was making me feel uneasy. Um, and I think that's sort of the, the way I can characterize it. I just felt uneasy and I felt that I had to uh, manipulate my own behavior to second mm. guess how he might be thinking or feeling, um, if mm. that makes sense. And then very quickly, you gradually find yourself changing your behavior uh to fit in with theirs yeah it's really interesting that we're talking about this because I've literally just made a short film for the BBC on coercive relationships um and it what was fascinating what came out when I interviewed all these incredible women was that at the time when you're in it you're so immersed in it it becomes your day-to-day it becomes Mm. your norm at the moment the eye of the storm you don't know exactly and and it's very, very difficult. They make it almost impossible for you to get out of that relationship. That's right. why women end up spending 10, 15 years. And sometimes, right. tragically, if they make a decision to leave, they then become their most vulnerable at that point because the controller then thinks, well, I've lost control. And therefore, they're at most light, they're at most risk of losing their life at the time yes. they make a decision to leave, because which I thought was so you. distressing. Yeah, yeah so exactly. Because they, they stripped you of, of, of any rational thinking. 
uh, and of confidence and self-esteem. They've got you into that place where they want you, where you are then dependent on them. So then to come away with actually no skill set and no tools because you have hit flatline rock bottom is very, very difficult, as you say, because you're out in no man's land and at the most vulnerable uh, that you're in, which is why, you know, I probably like yourselves, but Mm. actually funny enough on Luana, the podcast, more and more when women are coming forward, in particular women, uh, you know, we support women's aid and, you know, really trying to help people because as you say, when you're in that eye of the storm and then you become this anxious wreck, which is what I'd become basically, this anxious, panicked, wreck um all you are doing is seeking anything that's going to make you feel secure and obviously ta-da, there is your ready-made abusive boyfriend who has made that situation happen we'll be right back after this short break small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? You are you are a mother now, and I'm, I'm obviously not trying to put words in your mouth. But I, you said that you come from a you know really amazing home. I'm not so I'm so I'm thinking it's not something you saw growing up. Is that would that be correct to say? Yeah, uh, you know that absolutely. relationship wasn't something that was the norm for you. So what has it done no. for you now, being a mum and having you know tiny humans to take care of what what will be the messaging that you give to them because it ha- it seemed to happen quite quickly for you right it's such a great question so it's uh especially actually that's really interesting question because it is in the i guess in 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 the in the back of my mind all the time actually raising yeah. a boy and a girl you mm. know so you know my my son it's really it's really um i mean he's seven and, and she's four and it's I, I always say to the kids, and I'm sure you're the same girls, you know, I, I want to raise, and I say to him, I, as long as I raise a kind, mm. respectful young man, then then that's all I, you know, that's it. That's that's up there mm. for me. You know, manners, respect, kindness, inclusivity, you know, that that that's what it's there for. And my daughter, exactly the same, but also, mm. um, yeah, I guess it does, it does take a different uh, narrative sometimes when, you know, I, I like she's she's sassy as hell as I bet your girls are too and you know I think I was like my god I, I you know however where, whoever she ends up with you know whether it you know it's a <laughs> yeah. boy or a I'm girl always like good you luck know, Jesus. she ain't gonna take any crap <laughs> you know um and 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 sometimes that can bite me in the butt because she's 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 hard work but equally I want to raise resilient children and raise resilient children to know them, them, them themselves and I think for me now as a life coach but particularly with children as well but with everybody it is really 
instilling purpose and resilience and knowing your own worth. And we talk about it on Celebs Go Dating all the time, you know, we're banging on and on about values, but they're so important. You know, the values are the rule book that we live our life by. If you drill down into those, they are your, your toolkit. And it's like when if I think when I was in the heart of that coercive control, all my values have gone out the toilet. My number one value was family, gone, you know, just compromised all over the place fairness gone because this wasn't a fair situation so I often find that if you drill back into your values and ask are my values being met am I living my life according to my values if the answer is no that can really help you go well what do I need to do now to make sure that I am because if you're not living your life according to your values you're you're unstuck yeah and you felt and you feel rudderless don't you you feel completely uh you know away up in the sky with with nobody to kind of anchor you down and it happens like you said it happens quite quickly what was the turning point for you getting out of that relationship so I remember it so clearly and this is where you know keep keep those friends close right you know I'm very Mm. blessed to have some some fabulous friends but again you know that that will always be tried to be taken away from you uh, I think, you know, because the good people in your life, an abusive partner, well, my God, they are the ultimate threat, mm. uh, you know, a sage sounding board. Um, it was when he uh, he attempted to get physical, uh, right. with me, which hadn't happened to that point. And I think this is why I'm so passionate about mental health and mental wellness in particular, because and this is amazing now that, you know, it is a criminal, you know, criminal uh, yeah. act now prosecuted for coercive control. It wasn't then because you just think you're going mad and you, you almost in a very warped way, almost. I'm going to be careful how I phrase it. It's not wish for something physical to happen, but you want to get out. You want something yeah. that is notable um, because, other, cause, you know, you think you're going mad. And you're told that you're going mad, obviously. Mm. Uh, and then he went to uh, grab me by my neck uh, and, and put, push me up against the wall. Um, Jesus, Anna. And said some, some horrible stuff, I know. And it was at that point, something switched to me and I went, no, that, that, that's not okay. And I remember I, I, I got out of my, uh, my apartment. I got in my car outside and I phoned one of my best friends. And this is actually where often it's someone else that can help give you that absolute wallop in the face of clarity of what your situation is. And I got in the car and I rang my mate Al and she said, um, and she was on another call or speaking to someone. And I obviously rang her sobbing and she was like, hang on a minute, babe, hang on. And then she she obviously put my call just down for a sec uh, to go to her other phone and she'd gone, I'm going to have to call you back. My friend's just been uh, attacked by her boyfriend. And it was at that moment <gasps> yeah, that I, I heard it. I, I was like, I heard it, George. I heard it. Mm. And I went, that is, is what, that's what happened. And yeah. I can't make excuses anymore for his behavior and it was the clarity I needed she went right and then it was another friend of mine actually lived down the road um she she was like right I'm coming to get you come to stay with me that's that because he wouldn't leave the apartment and it all became a bit messy um Jesus Christ and then family and I was really honest with my family and my my family knew they knew they're not stupid uh everyone was thrilled to bits (laughs) when I left him uh you know and uh you know it there was a little healing process after that but you know I, I did move forward you know and I did actually have my I had my judgment day with him I had my judgment day with him did he, you I worked with him yeah I worked with him and uh it was still skulking around several months later and uh there was a moment where you know therapy is a terrific thing which is why I trained in it and mm. it gave me that confidence and that resilience that I didn't actually have at the time and he was messing around skulking about and I just I confronted him in uh in, in, in one of the, the cafes that we, we worked. And I just went, what do you want? Mm. Looked at me and I was like, what do you want? I said, I'm not even angry with you anymore. I think you're sad and pathetic. And 
Uh, I think you just need to go and live your life. And for the love of God, never treat another woman in the same way that you treated me. Oh my God, And it was well almost done. like I walked away. Yes, I Anna. About, but it was like this soundtrack. I was like, I had a PT session straight after that. And I remember running off to my PT, Ian, and it was almost like the R-E-S-P-C-T. And I like ran off to Ian, who'd known all about it. I went, oh my God, Ian, I've just done it. I've just like... I've done it, you oh, know, well and it was done. like this cathartic moment, mm. and uh, you know, it is, do you know it what? Is what it is. When you hear these stories, we were talking last week on the podcast about trust and teaching our kids that the world is good and people are good, and you know, all this kind of stuff. How do you, like, as you know, someone who's been through something like this, still, you know, parent your kids to? trust people I find that yeah. difficult love the dog bring the dog in um, bring that dog in bring that dog in um, it's a great question I uh, because it, this is life you know this is life and for for, for, for one you know knobhead there's going to be a really wonderful person you know and I think mm. you have to open your eyes and look around you and not tar everyone with the same brush and particularly when it comes to relationships you know we've all got experience and baggage we all do but at the same time it's it's deeply unfair to then label or project onto somebody else what has gone before you and mm. I think sure you have your wits about you you know bio beware and you start to learn characteristics or learn behaviors that you know you won't accept you start to lay down your own boundaries you know and I teach my kids funny enough my, my little boy came home from school yesterday a bit sort of frustrated and cross with one of his friendships you know because they're yeah. telling him what to do all the time and you know pushed in front of the lunch queue and you know for him and his world it was a really big deal you know and, you know, I just validated it. And he even said to me, he said, Mummy, did I do the right thing? You know, blah, blah. and I just said, you, you, you know, you did the right thing. And I just said to him today, you know, go and have a great day. I yep. said, remember, be kind, be fair, but you're also allowed to choose who you want to sit next to at lunch. And that's okay. Mm. You know, and I think it's just, it's instilling that resilience and not everyone is the same. And also you look around you, there are so many amazing people doing amazing things and just being super kind. Like, it ha like I went and had a coffee the other day with, um, with a friend. And as we came out, the waitress said, oh, the gentleman before you has just paid for your coffees. And we were like, oh, was he hot? I didn't see him, actually. I know. What <laughs> God, there, was, there, there really was no agenda. I think it was just, you know, one of those nice people that had just and they just paid for our coffees. He's That's gone. He's so gone. nice. So nice. Isn't it? But also, how great did we feel about that? Like, it totally put a spring in our step for the day. And I was like, there needs to be more people like that. And I think for every bad egg, there are some really good eggs. And I think we need to just be really um, fair about that. You just also cannot as much as we want to wrap our children up in cotton wool the whole time and protect them from everything. I was thinking about it again this morning on the school run where I saw these two girls and they must have been maybe 12 and 10 sisters walking on their own to school. And Isla's yeah. 10. And I'm like, am I ready to let her walk to school by herself? Or, or mm. the image that I can just see in my head is a car pulling up and then her being snatched. And how can I stop that happening if I let her out of my sights? And so I don't think I'm ready, but there will come a point where I have to wave the kids off at the door and be like, don't get knocked down by a car. Don't get snatched yeah. by anybody. Don't talk to any, you know, and this is, this again, this goes back to the discussion we had on the podcast the other day that, you know, there probably aren't people just waiting on the street, snatching no. children. But why, why is that the only thing that we can see in our head when it comes to our, to our kids? Because we care and because we're adults and because we know, we know the dangers that are in the world. And I feel exactly the same as you. You know, I, I just wrote a column on this for my, my uh, I do a closer column. Um, and it was exactly the same thing. And, you know, I'm a proper helicopter parent, you know, and I try and kind of pull back as much as I can. But, you know, I was a bit of a 
uh, a wayward teen. So I, you know, it's like been mm-hmm. there, done it, kiddo. I think that makes it worse, though. You know, yes. like when you've yeah. done the stuff, like I think it's it makes it worse because that's the bit that I really, really dread the teenage years where I'm like, oh my god. But then, know. you know, yeah. we all live to tell the tale, didn't we? I think as long as you've got good communication with your kids as much as you can, and and be on the journey with them, whatever they're doing, they're gonna do it anyway. So you may mm. as well get in on their level as opposed to pushing back against it. And that I think is probably the best we can do. Do you hear a lot of? Um, parents talking about their fears around what could happen to their kids like is this a topic that comes up during therapy sessions um or I don't know amongst other friendship groups that you've got do people worry or is it just me and George <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I think it's I think it's a unanimous concern for any parent that cares uh which I'd say is typically you know certainly all the people that we that we know um it, it's a very common uh concern because uh, and, and also it, it it puts the fear of God in me when, you know, friends of mine who have got older children than me are like, oh, Anna, you thought, you know, you think it's bad now, you know, wait till they, like you say, wait till they're teens. I'm like, oh, cheers for that. Oh my God. Um, they're, they're really, it's a, it's a thing, girls. It's an absolute thing um, about how we best support our kids. And particularly now, you know, we are kind of the first generation that are raising kids in the digital age. You know, yeah. our parents didn't have to worry about this, did they? Our parents nope. didn't have to worry about what we were doing on phones and who we might be the cyber you know I mean we were probably probably the same as me I used to yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, bring the long lead of the phone round onto the stairs into the little cubby you know to yeah. ring oh my, my god my mate to talk about absolutely fabulous that we were just about to stay up late to watch you know we yeah. didn't have the same issues I remember buying a cordless phone at a boot yeah. sale for like <laughs> five pounds just so that I could have a conversation in private and there even then like honestly the, the you know like the aerial was like <laughs> yes. it was one of those yes. Dom Jolly yes. phones there was actually no privacy like zero no none zero privacy and you you'd go around if you knew that your mom my mom would I, I had like my high school crush James Austin I wanted to go yes. and stay around his house and um I remember being like right you can speak to his mum Sheena's on the phone so she'd get on the phone and then I'd sneak around into <laughs> The sitting room and pick up the phone yeah, in the sitting the room phone. and be like and, and I think this is it like you know my and my parents say it now they're like god we didn't have to worry about anything they were like you said you wanted to you know if you if you'd arranged to meet you know your friend you know grace ice skating at saturday at midday you arranged yeah. it four days before the week before you didn't speak again and you just no. turned up at 12 o'clock at the ice skating rink and your parents picked you up two hours later when you had your slush puppy you know it was different <laughs> and, um, and i think now you know this is this is primarily the biggest concern as parents we have is like, what the hell are they all doing or accessing or being privy to um and, and that's why you know with when it comes to parenting with kids teens i think it's so important to just not push back against what is inevitable as in the digital age we're living in we are the first generation that are parenting kids in this age so we need to get on board with them we need to be curious with them and we just need to help um you know preach the resilience but also just keeping curious and keeping those open questions for them and and letting them know where your concerns like it's okay and it's important kids are far more savvy than we ever give them credit for even at the younger age let them know what the the fears are um, you know, let them know why you're concerned and, and give them a chance to actually understand that. Anna, does your son watch gaming? Mm, not on his own devices, but um, when on we the go telly. to friend's house. And they're, uh, no, not on the telly, no, no. Does yours, George, does Axel watch gaming? No, he watches <laughs> No, me neither, guys. 
No, but he watches YouTube. He watches YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, he, yeah. YouTube. It's the YouTube that's the problem yeah. for us. He hasn't. They have, the kid, both the kids have an Amazon. You know, kids a kids Amazon. Yeah. have a kids iPad thing, um, which we have the parental controls. But yeah, but yeah. often even then the drivel they're watching. You know, I, know. I see this dopamine hit. That, yeah, you know, exactly. Ooh. It's 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 dreadful. So, but we do boundary the time on that. Like I, you know, they know that at certain times of the day it's it's done, and I I remove the screens an hour and a half before bedtime. Um, you know, it's like watching them go cold turkey when I first did that. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Right. It's like you get like the red fog that comes around. Um, yeah. We need we need to talk, obviously, January, you being a life coach. Yes. I imagine yes. you're kind of, you know, brimming over with kind of resets and, you know, New Year's resolutions. And I, I imagine people are coming to you being like, right, I'm going to stick to this. But then there's that mm. feeling of like, actually, there's quite a lot of pressure in January. Yes, so um, so yeah. kind of to talk, talk to us about that, because we're hearing it a lot on Made by Mamas as well. And I know that you're working with David Lloyd at the moment. So yes. tell, tell us about it. Yes. Yeah. And actually, I'm, I'm genuinely, this is such an amazing campaign because it's like, I've, I have been doing this, what I'm going to talk to you about for, for years. When you asked me earlier on about, you know, how I wear all my different hats without having another breakdown, <laughs> basically, it's because I practice Nixon. Okay. And Nixon is a Dutch concept and it's basically the art of doing nothing. Okay. And now that might seem a bit woo woo. It might seem a bit like, oh my gosh, what's all this about? But essentially, so as you say, on one hand, totally here for January doing stuff, goal setting, really important. I'm not about resolutions in the sense of restricting yourself. You know, the, even the very word resolution is mm. like, it's finished, it's done. Um, and I, I so I, I kick back against that. It's about what can we put into our life to enrich us more, to doing something more for ourselves. But what that also includes, so if you are a busy person like me, like you girls, sometimes you're actually just overloading your cup by going, oh God, it's January, I need to now stick an extra workout in or do something else is sometimes we and I think society and I'm kind of guilty for it I guess in a life coach uh, capacity of you know wanting to do more strive more fill yourself up more which is good if you have struggled to do that because there are people that need that they need to you know productivity activity increases productivity and activity right but also there's people like us that actually there's the benefit and the art and the need to do nothing nada absolutely what do you mean because I was going to ask you this earlier because when you say like honestly that even that makes me feel uncomfortable (laughs) yeah not me not me um I don't know how to do nothing what What does that mean so you need to practice Nixon honestly this is why because I'm pretty sure and it's like so Nixon so David Lloyd's clubs are brilliant they are they have maveraged this they have exclusively started to trial out Nixon classes in their gyms so essentially you know I, I you guys love the gym I love the gym too but this is where I believe, and it is, and, and so do they, you know, that it's a, it's a holistic approach. You know, it's all well and good having great physical health, but we need to absolutely pair that equally with our mental health and well-being. And, and so many of us struggle with doing nothing because there's a guilt attached to it. Mm. And we need to shake that perspective and that privilege that we sort of, and that eye roll that I think comes with, what do you mean you're doing nothing? And by actually creating a class to actively say, well, diarise this because it is important. It's important for our mental health. It's important for our uh, stress levels. And and there's proof in the pudding with it. And we did actually some research, um, which I thought was really interesting because the majority of Brits last year said that they were exhausted 
okay? The majority. Mm. One in five, like you, G, don't know how to do nothing. 40% cannot remember the last time they switched off. That's nearly half of all people. And then these last two stats, I think, were just really interesting, which is why I'm so on board with this. Because I didn't know it was, because I'm so into this, I forget sometimes that majority of people aren't. And I want people to know that this is really important and to do it guilt-free and to diarize it and prioritize it. So the majority of people that we researched with David Lloyd Clubs said they cannot go more than six minutes without reaching for their phone. And 22% of people said they'd prefer 10 minutes peace and quiet to a, to a Ferrari. And I think <laughs> that shows that us. Is wow, wild, right? that's blown my mind. Right. My goodness. And that shows how knackered and burnt out and stressed and apologetic we all are for daring to look to after ourselves. So, you know, and even it's like me, like if I'm honest with you, you know, going to the gym of an evening, for example, does often come with a, a kind of, you know, to my husband, do you mind looking after the kids? Oh yeah, mm. I'm going to the gym, I'm going to do next. So how many people feel guilty about going, oh, well, I'm just going to go and sit in that room and practice Nixon, which is essentially doing nothing. It's just, it's different to mindfulness and meditation, which is, which is kind of yeah, focusing in on and stillness and silence and emptiness. Nixon is literally pottering, just seeing where, where things go and it and it's proven to help you know help reduce the stress levels you know prevent burnout sounds amazing it it create it it helps uh, flow your creativity which you girls really benefit from so to have an actual designated time in your diary we're going to call it nixon but actually it's just going somewhere to do nothing and okay, it's really sold. Let's do it. Let's I'm absolutely go. sold. Georgia Off needs Nixon more than, See you, later. More than um, you, well, you know, you Christmas needs actually, Christmas. There, there's, a, there's a free online class on 18th of January on the David Lloyd UK Instagram. Um, so anyone right. that's curious about it, anyone can do you don't have to be a member or anything you can just go and see what it's all about um anna williamson we bloody love you thank you so much for coming on what an amazing campaign with david lloyd and thank you for talking to us about um your you know your life and so it's been so fascinating always love it mate you're my favorite you know that adore you both thanks for having me Oh, Anna Williamson. I'm so glad she's our pal as well because she is a complete and utter legend. I love talking to her. I love getting an insight into her life. And she comes up with such pearls of wisdom as well. I always Mm. feel like I leave the chats thinking, yeah, I've I've taken something quite big away. Me too. I think she is, she's really got it all. Like she's got it all in terms of like, she's funny. She's actually obviously a she's a life coach and she she's done so much work in that space there's an expert in field and also just like a lovely warm person that Mm. I don't know I just agree with you I just come away from the chat taking something away I've laughed you know we've had an in-depth conversation I just Mm. yeah Oh, love yeah. her. Love we fall in love her. with her Thanks, a little bit. Anna. Every time we, we chat really to her, we do. fall in love with her a little bit more. Um, so thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Massive thank you as well to Anna for coming on. As always, we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe, and please, please give Made by Mamas a little follow so you don't miss any episodes. Yeah, and if you've got any mates who aren't listening to the podcast then yeah. tell them to for goodness sake yeah. come on um, for any feedback or any guests you'd like to hear from then do drop us a DM on Instagram we're on at Made by Mummers, and we'll be back on Friday Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason Insanity Group 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.